Good morning, everyone. It's the Lazarus Show in honor of my brother Brian. So, it is very cold outside today. Matter of fact, it's freezing. So we all know what that means. That's right. Al Gore, Leonardo DiCaprio, in my driveway, today, in their boxer shorts, explaining global warming slash climate change. They're going to give me a three-hour dissertation on the realities and the hardships and the reactions to global warming. And I, in my defense, is going to be simple. Three things. One, I have a snow shovel. Two, I have a bag with salt. Three, I've used them both this winter. I think I should get a Nobel Peace Prize for debunking global warming. Hell, Al Gore got one for global warming. I should get one for debunking it. Why not? I'll tell you why not. I don't have the friends Al Gore has. I don't have the connections. I'm not some stupid fucking Hollywood elite moron that believes in this craziness, these witch hunts. Global warming is a witch hunt. And there is no witch. God. If I hear one more person say one word about global warming or climate change, I'm going to fucking scream. Global warming this, global warming that, climate change this, climate change that. The polar ice cap is melting. Bull, 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 and more bull. Do they really believe the stuff that comes out of their mouth, I wonder? I wonder, man. I really wonder. Golly. Well, they're going after Donald Trump, aren't they? Look. Do I think he's the best president that ever lived? No. Do I think that man is trying? Yes, I do. Do I think he's making some mistakes? Sure. He's giving it a shot, though. That man's trying all kinds of stuff. And he's going to get that wall built. If he's got to pay for it himself. He's going to do it. Do I agree with all of what he says? No, but I agree with some of what he says. It's like Barack Obama. I didn't disagree with everything he said. Some stuff he said was good. Problem with him was there was no action with his words. At least when Trump says something, he does it. You got to give the man that. If he says it, it's going to happen. Unlike a lot of these politicians. He's different. People fear change. People fear the unknown. People feel dif- fear different. If you're different, people fear you. It's like if I come walking through a store and I got this crazy hat on and I'm wearing these purple shorts and these green socks. You know, and a fluorescent tie-dye shirt with makeup on and high heels. People are going to fear me. You're going to fear me more than you would fear, fear some blood or crip gangster. Am I right? If I can't walk into a store dressed like that, number one, I'd probably get admitted to a hospital. Number two, people would fear my ass, wouldn't they? People fear the unknown. That's what we do. That's why people are so afraid of black people for so long. Because they don't know them. They, don't, they never took the time to understand them, so they were afraid of them. Hence came slavery. What comes out of fear? After fear comes what? Anger. 
My immediate reaction after I get scared is anger. That's everyone's reaction. Think about it. If you're under a car working and you have the car jacked up and the jack gives way and falls and you slide out of the way just in time. First, you're scared. Then you get angry and you start banging on shit, throwing shit, yelling, cursing. This fucking piece of shit jack. This piece of shit car. You might kick the side of the car. People fear the unknown, man. That's why when Jesus came on earth, when he came on the scene, people feared him. Oh, they feared this radical thinking he had. What did they do? They got angry at him. Then you know the story. The rest is history, right? If I came walking through a store dressed all crazy, you would fear me. I would fear me. Or if you see somebody walking down the street talking to themselves... You don't run up and give that guy a hug, do you? No, you fear him. You're fearful. Then you get angry. Then you start saying shit like, ah, fucking guy's a weirdo. That's that little bit of anger coming out. It might not be strong, but it's there. If you're a white person that really never had any contact with any black people, and you saw a group of black people on the side of the road, say you're walking down the street, right? You're walking down the avenue, and on the right of you, you know, on the right-hand side of the avenue you're walking, you see... Ten black people in a group. And you've never come into contact with black people very much in your life. Chances are you're going to cross the other side of the street because you're going to be fearful. Then once you get past them, right? You're going to Say you walk right past them. Say you must up the courage to walk right past them. Or you can't cross the street because there's traffic or you can't make it too obvious. So you walk past them. Man, and you're puckered up and you're nervous and you got sweat pouring out of your sides of your head and your palms are sweaty. These weak arms are heavy. And you walk past them. And you make it by them. <sighs> All right, you're, you're approaching the people. Oh, God. This is you talking to yourself. Oh, God. Here we go. Get ready to walk by this group of black people. I wonder if they got guns. Man, I wonder if they're going to hurt me. I wonder if they're going to say anything to me. Here you go. You're getting ready to walk past them. <gasps> Hold your breath. You get by him. <sighs> You're past them. Now comes the anger. Them motherfuckers, man. They think I'm scared of them. Who do they think they are taking up the road like that? Hanging out in a group of people, man. It pissed me off, man. Don't they got a life? Don't they have jobs? That's that anger, man. After fear comes anger. And this is something I believe. So if you don't believe it, that's fine. I came up with this myself. I noticed this throughout my life. Whenever I get fearful, I get angry next. Like in traffic. You're driving through traffic, right? It's bumper to bumper. You're stopping, you're going. You're stopping, you're going. You're stopping, you're going. All of a sudden, you don't pay attention for a split second. Someone hits the brakes, you got to slam on your brakes. <laughs> your car stops one inch before hitting their car. Well, there's the fear. Your heart's pounding, it's racing. <sighs> Sweat's trickling off your ear. Oh, God. Then comes the anger. These mother... Filth flooring. Filth flooring. All these people have anything to do better than drive around. Get a job. Get a life. There comes the anger. Fear is followed by anger in my life. Always. That goes for me. I get fearful. Then I get angry. People fear Donald Trump. 
and then they get angry at them. They don't understand them. They've never seen anything like him. Hell, I've never seen anything like him. No one has because he's different. He's not a politician. He's a businessman who made it into power. You know why people disagree with him? Because he's doing things that people aren't used to. People are used to politicians going up there, telling them all these lies, and then not following through with any of it. That's, I guess, what people would rather have. People would rather have a Barack Obama or Hillary Clinton or a Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton was a great politician, man. He might be the greatest politician next to John F. Kennedy. John F. Kennedy was good. Politically speaking, politician-wise, pure politician, Bill Clinton took the cake. He went up there, he said, I balanced the budget. We had a $6 trillion deficit, and now it's zero. But what he forgot to tell you was, he stole that money from Social Security Fund. He was funneling the money from Social Security that was being paid in Social Security into the deficit fund. And he balanced the budget. Yes, he did. Well, now they're talking about there's going to be no Social Security in 10 years. I wonder why. Because you had a beautiful politician up there. People were like, yes, Bill Clinton is the greatest. Let me ask you a question. When the budget got balanced, did it affect your life one way, either way or the other? One way or the other? There you go. It did affect mine. They talk about this deficit we have. It doesn't affect my life one way or the other. That deficit is untouchable, unreachable, unattainable to me. It's, it, may, it may as well not even be there. It could be on another planet as far as I'm concerned. It's like these rich people in Hollywood. They may as well be on fucking Mars. They don't affect my life. I can't touch them, feel them, smell them, get near them. Neither can you. They mean nothing. It's like that deficit. That deficit means nothing to me. I don't give a shit. I don't care if we're a gazillion dollars in debt. Who gives a fuck? It means nothing to me. It changes nothing about my life. It does nothing for my bank account, my refrigerator, my gasoline in my car, my bills being paid, my gas bill, electric bill, rent. Nothing. It does nothing for me. They balance that budget. It'll change your life. Zero. Zero. You'll feel it. Zero. You know why? Because we don't count. You're not part of that. Balancing the budget just helps the government. You're, when they say balancing the budget, they mean balancing their deficit, their budget, their bank account. Not yours, not mine, theirs. Fuck the budget. Fuck the deficit. Who cares? It does nothing for me. It does nothing for you. It does nothing for the regular people, for the regular man. It makes them look good. That's a, poli that's a politician's word. Balancing the budget. I'm going to balance the budget. Unified healthcare is something we still can't get correct. We still can't give ourselves insurance. Barack Obama tried with Obamacare. It fucking failed, and it failed miserably. My 23, 22-year-old stepdaughter has brought, uh, Obamacare, and it covers nothing. And everyone blames that on Trump. So I don't know how the fuck he got involved, but... Everything that Barack Obama did that didn't work, people blame it on Trump. I am confused. Look, man, Trump doesn't affect you. The president doesn't really affect you. Only thing that, that it affects is what you think. Okay, example, ISIS. This fucking world threat called ISIS. It was Al-Qaeda. They were just regular terrorists. Now they're called ISIS, right? Politicians word ISIS. Say they capture the leader of ISIS, and they kill him. Is it going to affect your life one way or the other, except for you're going to go, yeah, they got ISIS. Then you're going to move on with your miserable life. 
When they got Saddam Hussein, they found him hiding that hole in the ground, and they killed him. It didn't affect my life. Osama, your mama, bin Laden. They got him. They killed him. It didn't fucking help my bank account one bit. It did nothing for me. So why is it so important? I'll tell you why. Because that got Barack Obama elected again. That's why. Or Baghdadi. Oh, it's not a horse shit. It's all horse shit, guys. Politics means nothing to you. You. They're there to get votes, man. If a politician went up there and told you the truth, he'd look something like Donald Trump. And he would be unpopular. I don't know how he's so unpopular, though. Everybody seems to hate him, but the man won the popular vote. I am fucking confused. Anyway, if you win the popular vote, you would think someone's popular, but I guess I was wrong about that. I, I don't understand. He got voted in, so why does everybody hate his freaking guts? I don't necessarily like the man, but I think he's doing okay. He could be doing a lot worse, right? He could be doing like Bill Clinton. Get his knob polished in the White House. Bill Clinton got his knob polished right in the White House. He got fucking caught. He lied to a congressional grand jury. And people still loved him and his fucking wife. Explain that to me. What's wrong with you people? Where are your minds? I love Bill Clinton. People tell you to this day he's the greatest president we ever had, which is a god darn joke. John F. Kennedy was a hell of a president. So was Ronald Reagan. So was George Washington. You're telling me that Bill Clinton was better than, oh, God, better than Abraham Lincoln? I can't believe I even got to say it. I can't use those two people's names in the same sentence. You're telling me Bill Clinton was a better president than Abraham Lincoln? Emancipation, proclamation, you think you're telling me? Huh? Bill Clinton was nothing more than a slick-talking willy. Slick Willie. That was his nickname, Slick Willie. That man ghettoed his way straight to the White House. Obama was a better president than he was. Well, they both sucked. They all suck. They all lie. What the lying bastards. If a real polit real human being got in there, told you the truth, he'd sound like me. Me. Real people curse sometimes. Bill Clinton never said a curse word his whole presidency. That's not a real man. That's not a real human being. That's a fake person. Tell me Hillary Clinton smiles 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. People saw right through that fucking witch. Oh my God, they saw right through her. She may as well have been transparent standing up there. Everybody had x-ray vision when it came to Hillary Clinton, didn't they? We saw right through her politics and her antics and her BS. She's a politician. She's not a very good one either. Her husband, man, he had that shit mastered. He was the master politician. He got a blowjob in the Oval Office and people still love that man. How do you do that? If Donald Trump got caught talking about women, that's all he was doing was talking and they want to fucking hang him from a stake, man. They put his head on a pedestal, want to chop his head off. They wanted his head to roll because he talked about women. Bill Clinton got a blowjob in the Oval Office and no one said a damn thing. Explain that to me. Bill Clinton gets caught getting his knob polished. Donald Trump, all he did was just talk about women in a bus. 
something all men are guilty of doing from time to time. We've all done it. Come on, guys. You tell me you never saw a good-looking woman. Say, man, woo! Let's get me some of that. That's all Donald Trump did. He had a private conversation in confidence with a man he thought was his friend. He might not even have meant what he said. Just because he said it doesn't make it true. Bill Clinton proved that. Just because Al Gore says there's global warming doesn't make it true with his dumb ass. Him and Leonardo DiCaprio, who I refuse to watch any more movies with that idiot. He's an idiot. He's a fucking idiot. Fucking asshole. Global warming. Suck this. I got your global warming, motherfucker. Come explain it to me in my driveway in your underwear. And then we'll talk global warming when you're dying of hypothermia. Then maybe I'll throw you a freaking heated blanket if you're lucky. Maybe I'll give you a bear to cut open and climb inside of like that freaking movie you did. Or a moose or whatever the, the Revenant. Whatever the fuck he climbed inside of to keep himself warm. Which was a good movie. I can't lie. I like the Revenant. But then I heard his speech afterwards and I got pissed off. He said, climate change is real. I shut the TV off. Click. The end of that. Climate change is not real, guys. We can't affect the atmosphere. We can't affect the ozone layer. We can't change the temperature one degree if we tried. We can shoot every nuclear weapon we have into the sky. It would do nothing but blow up, and that's it. Bill Clinton gets a blowjob in the White House, gets caught. Cheating on his wife. Cheating on the first lady in the White House during his presidency. You know the guys, this went on during his presidency, right? It wasn't years later. People adore that man. He is revered, loved to this day. Donald Trump gets caught talking about something before he's president. And he's hated. You know why? Because people are brainwashed into being Democrats. Hell, Barack Obama could have got caught having sex with a man in the White House and people would have said, well, freedom of gayness. What's so bad about that? He's a bisexual. That's true, too. That's exactly what would have happened. Bill Clinton could have got caught murdering somebody. No one would have said a word. Let Donald Trump get caught cheating on his taxes and man don't want to kill him. It's just the way it is. Democrats own the media. Let's say that again. Democrats own the media. Republicans have one channel, one station, Fox News. That's all they got. And boy, they get blamed for everything, don't they? Democrats have CNN, C-SPAN, Channel 10, Channel 6, Channel 3. They have them all, guys. They have them all. There's a monopoly on, on the media, and it's called Democrat Monopoly. Yeah. Republicans have one fucking channel, one fucking station. It's called Fox News. One, and they get blamed for everything. God, people are stupid. It irritates me. It irritates me how stupid people are. Frustrating. I feel better. I got that out. Got that rant over with. Man, I need to do that. See how good that feels? I think everybody should have a podcast. Everybody. Should be able to go on here, hit record, and just say what's on your mind. Why not? Why wouldn't you do it? it make you feel better. It's therapy. What, are you afraid someone's going to make fun of you? You think people don't make fun of me because I have a show? I don't give a fuck what people think of me. Never have. Never will. Do not care. The end. Period. I don't care. I just don't care. So yesterday, Mark got his futon, and he loves that thing. This is how I know I'm growing as a person. 
Mark wanted a futon. He wanted a new rug. So I went out with my sister and my niece. I bought Mark a rug. My sister happened to have a futon. She told me I could buy it for half price. I bought it. Should have given it to me for free. That's a whole other story. Rosie, I am your brother. Uh, just joking. Anyway, I got him a rug. Got him his futon. And I, this morning, I went in there to check on him. I check on Mark every morning and every night. He's laying in his futon. Meanwhile, he's got a bed right next to him. He's laying in his futon. It's not very comfortable either. But it's nice. And, man, I saw the happiness in his face. He was so happy to get this futon yesterday. Bill came over, helped me bring it in the house. Mark was so happy, dude. And to see him happy makes me happy. That's how I know I'm growing as a person. What makes me happy to see Mark and Tina happy, see my family happy, my sisters, my brother-in-laws. I love to see them guys happy. I do. I do. Like when Joe talks about the Eagles, I can see the happiness in his eyes. He loves the Eagles, man. I like the Eagles, but he loves the Eagles. When Bill talks about going fishing, it makes him happy. He loves fishing. Bill loves talking about fishing, like going fishing. It makes him happy. And it makes me happy that it makes him happy. Tina loves Mark. It makes her happy to talk about Mark and Raven and her kids. It makes her happy, JD and you know, Umberto. It makes her happy to talk about them. So seeing her happy makes me happy. Tina getting her nails done makes her happy. I'll, I won't go to the hair. I won't go to the barber to make sure Tina can get her nails done. That's how much I love her. To see her happy makes me happy. I don't go by myself much. I, I can't remember the last time I went and bought myself anything. I'm trying to think if I ever buy anything. I usually get things given to me or handed down. And once in a while, I go to a thrift store and get myself something. But I'm wearing like $5 sandals right now, like flip-flops. I'm wearing, wow, yeah, these pants I have on, these uh, pajamas I'm wearing, these pajama pants, I got these at Goodwill, I think for a dollar, $2. And I have on an old wife beard with holes all in it. I don't buy myself anything. Mark got a brand new basketball court when Tina got her income tax. That made me happy. This car we have... I didn't get that for me. I got it for Tina. I could care less what I drive. I'll drive a car that sounds like a damn, you know, machine gun, Tommy gun. I don't care. I do not care what I drive. I got that for Tina. It made her happy. Yep. If I see people I love happy, it makes me happy. My niece is getting ready to buy a house, and you can see it makes her happy. So then in turn, it makes me happy. That's how I know I'm going as a person. To see the people I love around me happy, it makes me happy. And that's the truth. I'm not lying about that. That's true. I used to be a little self-centered and selfish. I've given all that up. I get more joy in seeing other people happy. It feels good to do things for people and make other people happy. It feels great, as a matter of fact. I love doing favors and things for people. It makes me happy. Not too many favors. I don't like when people take advantage of me. That pisses me off. To me, a favor is, hey... Can you come help me lift this couch for a second? I gotta put these things underneath it. Okay. Not, hey, can you come move my furniture for me for eight hours? That's too big of a favor, man. Don't ask me shit like that. That's payment. You gotta pay me for that. People seem to people seem to mistake favors for work. A favor is, hey, I gotta take this couch from one side of my room to the other. Can you come help me move it? Take it take us ten minutes. There's a favor. Hey, I need to rebuild my basement. It's going to take us three weeks. There's work. You understand? That's work. Anything that takes more than three hours is work. You should pay somebody. That's how I feel. Anything under an hour, that's a favor. People got that mistaken. I don't mind doing things for people. I never have. I don't like being taken advantage of, though. Don't work me to death. Not pay me. I'm in a situation right now where that's going on. Somebody owes me big time. And I've been very patient. 
We're talking over a month. And I'm doing my best with it. I'm not going to say too much more. I don't want to start getting angry this early in the morning. I don't want to put them on blast. But somebody owes me, we'll say, relatively big amount of money. Leave it at that. Hundreds. They haven't given it to me. They haven't made an attempt to give me anything. I'm getting fucking pissed off. I'm trying to compose myself. When I was a younger man, this would have hold, this thing, that's how I know I'm growing. See, this whole thing would have went differently. When I didn't get paid the day you were supposed to pay me, I'd have been at your fucking front door. And then if you didn't pay me, I probably would have put my hands on you. So I'm changing. Because we're well past payday, buddy. And I'm just dealing with it. Am I happy? No. But there's other factors involved, so. Not much I can do right now. My hands are kind of tied. Anyway, people take advantage of you, man. People have been mistaking my kindness for weakness, and I always shock them when I show my, my, show my ass, so to speak. See, because I can be very kind. But if you set me off, or you put your finger in my face, or you try to step on my neck, <laughs> I become a rotten Son of a bitch. I can get downright fucking rotten fast. You want to talk about a temper? I scare me when I get mad. Bill never came yesterday. Lazy bastard didn't show up. That's all that was. Never came down my fucking street yesterday. Unless there was no mail yesterday. I don't know. I could be wrong. Anyway. People always say, oh, I got a bad temper. You don't want to piss me off. I'm telling you right now, you don't want to piss me off. When I get real mad, and the thing is this, when I reach a certain threshold, I don't go back. I can't go back. If I hate you, if I go to hate someone, I never, they never get it back to where I start liking them again. I got real close with a few people. Very close. They're still in my life, kind of. At a distance. I keep people, I keep everybody at a, at a distance. Even Tina and Mark, a little bit. It's a defense mechanism. I don't want to be hurt. That's all that is. Honestly, that's what that is. If you keep people at arm's, arm's reach, they can't really hurt you. See, I always had trouble letting people in. My whole life I've been like that. Letting people in too close to know what I'm thinking. That's why doing this podcast was such a big step for me. If you notice my first few podcasts, I was very closed off. I didn't say much about myself. The more, see, the ones who hurt you are the ones closest to you because they're the ones that you become vulnerable. If people know about you and they know your weaknesses, they can hurt you. Strangers can't hurt you. Not emotionally. They can hurt you physically. They can shoot you. You know what I'm saying. Everything's relative, guys. But a stranger can't hurt you. Someone close to you, man, they can hurt you. Like a woman cheating on her husband. Ooh, that's the ultimate betrayal. That hurts because you love that woman. You think you do. And you're close to them. It's a good question. Like, say you're with someone, right? You're married to someone and they cheat on you. Did that person ever really love you? No. The answer is no. People can say, yeah, they used to love me. No, they didn't. They never loved you. Because if they did, they wouldn't do that to you. And like Tina, our love isn't the same as it was. It changes over the time. We've been together eight years. Our love has changed. I still love her. But am I as hot for her? Or, you know, is the relationship as warm as it was when we first started dating? Probably not. Of course it's not. But I still have that. I can get myself back in that love for her. That keeps me from cheating on her and doing things to hurt her. So if someone cheats on you, they never loved you to begin with. That's how it goes, folks. Believe it or not. 
Ripley's Believe It or Not. Somebody's hitting on you, smacking you around. You can make a mistake once. You do it twice, they don't love you, period. They think they do, but that's not love. Hitting someone to get them to, to get your point across is not love. That's abuse. That's some kind of sickness. That's obsession. There's a difference between attraction and love. There's a difference between obsession and companionship. Two totally different things. If for me to get my point across, I got to punch Tina in the face. I don't love her. I'm obsessed with her. Actually, I'm possessing her. Look that up. Trying to possess someone. Your possessions. You cannot take ownership of another person. That is enslaving. That's called slavery. You, I am not Tina's father. I don't get to tell her what to do. Look, when the shit hits the fan, like if there's a fire in the house, and I told Tina, go out the door now. Did I scare you a little bit? I'm, I'm a good yeller, by the way. If I told her that, Tina would shut her mouth. She'd put her head down. She'd walk out the door. I know she would. Because I know my woman. When I get like that, we were about to go to, I was about to get into a fight one time. And I told Tina to get in the car, and she didn't listen to me. And I said, get in the car now. She did. And like right after that, the thing got violent. She I was right. I'm not doing it to be mean to her. I'm doing it to protect her. First comes that fear, then comes that anger, remember? I was fearful Tina was going to get hurt, then I got angry at her for not listening. Fear is an anger, right? But you cannot take possession of someone. I'm not Tina's father. I can't tell her what to wear, how to, clothe, how, to, how, to, how to do her hair, how to wear her nails, how to do her makeup. Look, I can make suggestions. I don't like the way Tina does her nails particularly, and she knows it. She knows it. She asks me how you like my nails. I tell the truth. They're okay, babe. You know what I like. She doesn't like what I like. So she doesn't do it. So once in a while, she'll get it close for me. No, no, actually, no, she don't. She won't budge. Tina's very stubborn, by the way. One of the most stubborn. No, strike that. The most stubborn person I've ever met in my life is Tina. And then Mark is a close second. Who will be more stubborn than her someday. Mark is stubborn. If his mind's made up, he's not budging. I don't care. If Mark says he's got to go back in the house to check on his haircut or check his hair before he leaves, he's going to do it. He don't care if you're going to put your fist in his mouth. He's going back inside that house. <sighs> Tina's similar, very similar. Not so stubborn. I can budge on some things. I do. I budge on some things. I do. I can budge. Tina's very stubborn. She's not closed-minded, but she's stubborn. Big difference. Closed-minded is you can't be taught anything. I can't stand people like that, by the way. Well, let me, let me, I'm trying to rephrase how I say things. Not that I can't stand people like that. I don't understand people like that. There's a good way of putting it. That's a nice way to say I can't stand someone. I don't understand their actions. I don't understand people like that. You can't change their beliefs. People aren't open-minded. I was in a room full of people one day, and I said I thought heaven was a, was a spaceship. Man, people fucking went nuts. I said, I think all these angels we see are little spaceships flying around. I said, how else is God and Jesus going to get back here on earth? They're going to fly here. I think they are. So it's more believable that God's going to ride on a horse and carriage than it is a little spaceship coming down. Why not? Why can't heaven be a spaceship? You know, so to speak. Everything is relative. I don't mean like an alien. Not going to come down looking like an alien, but it could be a spaceship. No, it's more believable he's going to be in a carriage in a chariot with horses flying with wings. That's more believable than a spaceship. Okay. How about the people that saw that vision called it a chariot?
and horses with wings, when really it was some kind of plane or ship. This is what I mean by being closed-minded. If you couldn't open up your mind to what I just said for two seconds, then you're a closed-minded individual, and I got no need for you. No need for you. I'll talk to you. I'll be your friend, but I'm not going to get deep with you. If you're closed-minded, closed-minded people irritate me. They always have. They always will. If your mind is closed, you're not going to get any deep conversation out of me. You're going to get, hey, what's up? Hey, how you doing? Hey, it's going to be cold today, huh? Yep, yes it is. How about them eagles? Okay, have a good day. Bye. That's me if, if you're closed-minded. If you're open-minded, I'll talk to you a little bit. We can discuss anything you want. I'm not saying I'm some genius because I'm not. But I'm not stupid. I'm a lot of things, but dumb is not one of them. But I can have a conversation with just about anyone about anything. I think I know a little bit about everything. I pride myself in knowing a little bit about everything. I'm a master of nothing. But I know a little bit about everything. And I think that's the key to life. If you're stuck on one thing, you're closed-minded. Open your mind, man. Open up your mind to other people's feelings and thoughts. Take, a, take time to try to understand why someone did what they did or what is the reason for what they just said to you. Try to take time to understand what they said. It's called putting yourself in other people's shoes. People don't do that enough. Do you see what he just did? He's a fucking moron. Close-minded, the end. Stop and try to consider what the situation is. Why did they do what they did? I'm not talking about obvious things either, people. There's that closed-mindedness coming out in you people. Again, everything is relative. What I mean by that is everything has an exception. There's exceptions to everything. Here's what I mean by that. Here's an example. Michael Jordan makes all his free throws. Period. It's a sentence. Michael Jordan makes all his free throws. Period. No, he doesn't. Everything is relative. He makes most of his free throws. And the way I worded that was Michael Jordan makes all his free throws. Everything is relative. There's exceptions to everything. Or she's always mad. Look, maybe she's not always mad 100% of the time, but usually she's mad. That's what I mean by the exceptions to everything. Everything is relative. Someone's usually mad. All right, if, if, you, if you run into someone, you know them to be a mad person or an angry person, you'll say they're always angry, right? That's how we are. It's easier than saying, oh, they're angry 99.9999995% of the time. No, they're always angry. That's called relativity or relative. It's not relativity. It's relative. Everything is relative. My suggestion is give Donald Trump a chance. How can you bash the man if you've never even given him a chance? Man, he was in... Oh, God. You know, forget it. I'm not going to get into this anymore. Look, guys. Open your mind up to other people's feelings, thoughts, emotions, and reasons. Okay? Why did someone do something? Take the time to understand the why. Not the what, not the who, not the how, but the why. Why did someone do something? A lot of people react because of their past. Do you ever think of that? Do you ever consider maybe it's your job in a relationship to help change them, mold them into, into responding a certain way or reacting a certain way? 
All right, here's an example. Christina, when we first got together, most of the time when I raised my hand in front of her to like put it around her and give her a hug or something like that, she would flinch. Instead of me getting mad at her and saying, damn, you're stupid. She did it in front of a group of people one time, man. It made me look so bad. People looked at me like, wow, you must hit her. I swear. I was at a barbecue with Tina when we first got together, a couple months in. And she was staying. I walked across the... I was on one side of the yard. She was on the other. And I walked. She was talking to a guy. And I walked across the yard. And I saw the look in her eye. I was walking towards her. She got pale. She was visibly shaken. Tina was nervous. I walked up to her and I went to put my arm around her. Give her a kiss. Tina jumped. I said, wow. She jumped, man. Like I was going to backhand her. Probably in her past, that guy, that dickhead she used to be with, her ex, would have hit her in a situation like that. I was, I'm not a jealous person. I never have been. Well, no, that's a lie. I have been. Women have given me a reason to be jealous, but Tina's never given me a reason to be that way. So I was coming over to give her a hug and a kiss real fast. Tell her I'd be back. i got to run to the store with her uncle. I'll be back. She thought I was coming over to reprimand her for talking to that guy, which I never would do that, especially in public. I'm not perfect. I make my mistakes, but I never would do something like that. She jumped like I was going to smack her in the face. Oh, it broke my heart. And everyone around looked at me like, damn, man. She explained to him, no, 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 it's not because of him. Not because of him. They're like, what are you doing with him if he's hitting you? She's like, no, 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 because of Paul. She was with Paul for like five or six years, and he used to hit her a lot. In the end, she told me she was getting hit almost every single day. Anyway, and he hit Mark, too. Son of a bitch. Anyway, I went to put my arm around her. She, well, Tina did that for a long time. Sometimes, to this day, she'll flinch very, very seldom, though. Because I have now molded her and changed her and reacting differently. I don't hit Tina. I'm not perfect. I shoved her before. Long time ago. I was in a different state of mind. I shoved Tina. Yes, I did. I'm not perfect. But she doesn't react like that anymore. I give her hugs and kisses all the time, and she's okay. Because Tina knows now, her mind has trained her body to know that I am not going to hit her no matter what. Tina can hit me, and I wouldn't hit her back. Put it that way. So take time to understand each other. All right, guys, that's almost 40 minutes. I don't want to go too long. I could go all day. But I don't want to bore you. And I read a study that after 30 minutes, people lose interest. Which I don't know how that's true because Howard Stern has a five-hour radio show. But whatever. All right, guys. That's my show. The Lazarus Show. In honor of my brother. It's very cold outside. So bundle up. Al Gore, Leonardo DiCaprio. I'll be waiting for you. Remember, guys. We all have a voice. That includes you.